Welcome to the Strong Families Podcast, where we believe that strong families connect to Jesus, connect to each other, to a faith community, and to their mission and purpose. I can remember walking up to the site of the ruined town of Capernaum when we were visiting Jerusalem and the surrounding areas a couple of years ago. I had always wanted to go to Capernaum. This was a place where Jesus called disciples on the shore and Jesus healed people and Jesus preached in the temple. It was an amazing place to visit because so much of that is still there. You can see the ruins of the synagogue where Jesus stood up to teach. The pillars are still there. The entrance where he would have walked through the door. The platform up front where he would have been teaching. A lot of the town doesn't look so great. The houses are, well, they're basically just foundations. They're falling apart. They're destroyed. They're made of stone. You can see how big people's houses might have been. By the way, they were all pretty small. You could see where they would have been. You could see where the streets and the roads were. You can see the path leading down to the shores of the Sea of Galilee. But most of it is... It's pretty broke. It's kind of a mess. The buildings are thousands of years old and they're probably covered up in lots of dirt and rubble and it took work to excavate them, which means to uncover them or to find them. But there's really something strange in the little town of Old Capernaum. In the middle of town, there's this beautiful, beautiful church standing I can remember walking up the steps of the church and I heard singing this this beautiful singing, this chanting and there were there were priests and there were teachers there. I think there were some monks singing a Gregorian chant. If you've never heard a Gregorian chant, have your parents play one for you. It's different than any other sort of music. And as I walked in, there were pews, there was beautiful carpet, there was a table up front with candles and beautiful symbols. And then there was a place where there was glass and you could look through the glass down into the floor and you could see the ruins of a house. Just another house in the center of town, like all the other ruined house foundations. But this was a special one. Supposedly, this is the house of Peter's mother-in-law, where the story that we are going to study today takes place. Did you know Peter had a mother-in-law? That means Peter had a wife. Wait a minute. What? Who was Peter's wife? What was her name? How come we never heard about her before? (laughs) Those are some of my questions, and I have others about the text that we're going to read. Strong families, as we read our text today, I want each of you to think about What question do I have about this story? You might hear something that you haven't heard before, or you might just hear something that makes you think, hey, wait a minute, what? That's kind of weird. Maybe you have some questions that your family can answer when you talk about it later. Maybe you have some questions that you can't answer. You'll have to look further. You'll have to ask a friend or a teacher or a pastor. You might have to get out some books that help you learn about the Bible like a concordance or something else, and learn your answer. But I want each of you to try to find a question in the passage we're reading today about this famous place, the house of Peter's mother-in-law, where the story takes place. I'm telling you that it doesn't look super great today, but it's somewhere special. We're starting in Matthew chapter 8 with verse 14. 
It says, when Jesus came into Peter's house, so it was actually Peter's house, not his mother-in-law's house. She was living with him. When Jesus came into Peter's house, he saw Peter's mother-in-law lying in bed with a fever. He touched her hand and the fever left her and she got up and began to wait on him. When evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to him, and he drove out the spirits with a word and healed all the sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took up our infirmities and bore our diseases. When Jesus saw the crowd gathering around him, he gave orders to cross to the other side of the lake. But then a teacher of the law came to him and said, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, Foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Another disciple said to him, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus told him, Follow me and let the dead bury their own dead. Did you find anything that you had questions about? Maybe you were wondering how he healed her with just a touch. Maybe you're wondering why she got up to wait on him. Maybe you're wondering why everyone came for healing in the evening time or why there were so many demon-possessed people. How did he heal everyone with a word? What did it mean that he took on our infirmities and bore our diseases? Maybe you're wondering why people came up or how many people often came up and said, I want to follow you, I'll follow you anywhere. Maybe you're wondering about this foxes have dens and birds have nests thing, or the man who wanted to bury his own father, or as Jewish tradition says, wait till his father dies before he can follow Jesus because his father probably wouldn't have given him the blessing as he was alive because people were expected to carry on the family business. What did you have a question about? Strong families, I want you to share your questions with your family and then try to answer them. Like I said, if you can't answer them, it's okay to ask each other for help. At the end of your discussion, I want you to talk about one thing. Jesus said that the animals, like foxes and birds, they all have homes. They all have places to go at the end of the day. But he said he didn't. He had no place to lay his head. When he talked about this, he kind of made it seem hard to follow him. And yet, as you watch him heal people with a word or with one touch, it also seems kind of amazing and, and really exciting to follow him. I want your family to talk about both of these sides of following Jesus. What makes it hard sometimes for us today in our world, in our comfortable homes? What makes it hard for us to think about following Jesus? What seems hard about it sometimes? And also, what seems great about it? What is so amazing and exciting and wonderful and beautiful about following Jesus? Because strong families, it's both. It is hard and it is incredible. Talk about how both of those things can be true and end with a prayer that seems fitting for the things that you have talked about. Thank you.